I'd like to begin by uh, walking us through what the wise men uh, or magi uh, did, okay? And I'm going to try to be clear about what we're speculating about and what we know, yeah? Uh, what we know is they saw something in the sky. Uh, there's a couple theories out there. Uh, the most likely one seems to be that uh, when the, God, the planet they identified, which they called a star, they called everything up there stars, okay? Uh, the star that represented love uh, eclipsed the star that represented war. And whatever it was, all they knew was we're supposed to go east, right? We're supposed to go east and they connected this star to the birth of a king in Jerusalem. So we're going to head there. That's where Jews live. So that must be where the king of the Jews is born. Now from the moment they made that decision, a lot of stuff had to happen. There's no cars here, right? Uh, and it was a journey, you know, where again, we're not sure because all we know is Persia. So it was either 700 miles or 900 miles or somewhere in between. And to do so, they would have had to take the king's highway. It was almost a straight shot all the way to Jerusalem. But it's not like there were hotels. It's not like there were grocery stores. And so they had to spend a lot of time preparing and getting food, putting together a caravan with security, all sorts of things. Who knows how long it would have taken, but certainly at least a month or two. And they finally get their crew together and they start walking. And how long would it take? We know it was somewhere around a year and a half. It would have taken them from the time they left Persia till they got to Jerusalem. How do we know that? Well, because Herod tells us so. He orders the death of every child two years old, every male two years old or younger. This trip they were doing all of this sacrificing. And you gotta remember, it's not like people had savings accounts. If you wanted to take a trip like this, you had to spend money you don't have. So it's a communal effort. Everybody throws in and says, we'll help buy your food for the journey. In a sense, you're going on our behalf. And then they, they did all this sacrificing and then they got the three things they believed they knew about this new king, right? Gold. So they recognized him as a political or a, uh, wow, uh, that's Hebrew, look it up when you get home, okay? Oh, king, there it is. They recognized him as an earthly king, okay? Frankincense, meaning they recognized that this earthly king has divinity in him. And then the crazy, awful gift, myrrh, which means he's going to die. Right? Myrrh was something you used in death. This was an awful gift, by the way. Do not give this to anyone uh, to celebrate a child's birth. Uh, so they knew three things they were sure about. They were so sure about that two of those three, gold and myrrh, were crazy expensive. They did all of this sacrificing so that they could give a gift. And that really is remarkable to me. There's so much remarkable about this. But Father Lay and I were talking Wednesday and all of a sudden it hit us both. They sacrificed everything in at least two years of their life. And they got to go home too. To give something. And it brings to mind 
to me at least, uh, it's a time for us to ask ourselves, why do we come to God? Why are we here? Right? What, what are we doing here? Because I think part of our struggle is always going to be, I'm going to church to get something. And to be clear, we do. Yeah, we get something and we get the greatest thing in the universe, the Eucharist. We get to hear God's word. We get the, the joy of looking around and knowing, look at all these people. We're all in this together. We receive and that's awesome. But I do want to be clear that to some extent, that's a side effect. Our goal is to come here and worship God. God deserves that, and we need that. There was an uh, interesting poll that Kara did among American Catholics, uh, both who go to church and who don't go to church, and the fascinating part about it was that Catholics were determining which church they go to based on what they get. Yeah, uh, it's a lively worship, or it's, uh, it's exciting. And boy, I don't know that we need to really insert ourselves too much into this equation. Yeah, our job is to come and worship. The fact that we receive is awesome, but we're here to worship. You and I are sacrificing on this Sunday morning, not to get something, but to give something, to tell God, you are my king, you are my God. And that's the only thing we need to draw from this. The fact, again, that we get more is great. And I don't want to brag, but on Palm Sunday, you also get a plant, you know. Uh, so come on Palm Sunday. Uh, it really is a good time for us to look at this, guys. Do we understand what this is about? When I've probably never told you this, but I'm a fan of Michigan State University. Uh, I know, really? Yeah, I'm a very private person. Uh, we are not in the national championship game, by the way. Uh, I think uh, we played in the toilet bowl this year. It was uh, pretty awful. Um, but you know, one of the things when I was uh, chaplain there uh, and talking to students and, and trying to convince them of something that was so important, you know, this isn't about you. Right? When we come to worship and say, well, it's not as exciting. We don't have lasers or screens or, you know, rock or anything like that. Because it's not about us. This is about God. This is a moment where you and I recognize, and at that age, maybe for the first time, it's not all about you. It's about God. He deserves our worship. And us worshiping him is good for us. And whether we feel something or not, that's not that important. This is the amazing thing I think we can think about today. The sacrifice that the Magi made to give worship, not to get anything. What did they get out of the deal? Uh, broke. And they had to escape under threat of death. And they considered that worth it. They considered it worth it because God's worth it. So I would love for us to kind of take this apart in our hearts this week. I know I felt really challenged by this. I who pray mass a few times on every weekend 
and a bunch of times during the week. How often do I forget the core truth here? This is about God. This is about worship. The fact that I get something out of it, that's a bonus. God deserves my worship. And I should sacrifice for that worship. So it comes down to two questions. And it's a bit of an alliteration, and I screwed this up last Mass. I'm going to try to get it right. You ready? Two questions. What will I sacrifice to worship Jesus? That's question one. What will I sacrifice to worship Jesus? And to give us a sense of things, and I'm putting some guilt on you because we're Catholic, and that's like law. Yeah. People in Nicaragua over Christmas... They were putting their life at stake going to Mass. Priests and bishops have been arrested and executed there at an alarming rate. People in the Middle East, when they gathered for worship, they were putting their lives at risk, and hundreds of them were butchered. All through the Middle East on Christmas Day, they went to Mass. They worshiped. People in Nigeria, you may have seen over 300 Nigerians were killed on Christmas Day. The bad people knew where they were because they weren't about to not worship God even though their life was at stake. Your fellow, our fellow brothers and sisters in China who are Catholic, they put their lives at stake. And they did it because God's worth that. It's an amazing challenge for us, isn't it? What will I sacrifice to worship God? That's question number one. Here's question number two. Pray I don't screw it up. How do I sacrifice worship for something else? In a sense, what will I give up for Jesus? And ready, what will I give up Jesus for? What will compel me to say, I'm not going to worship today? That is what we are sacrificing worship for. And we need to ask ourselves that, because that's a big question. What will I sacrifice for Jesus? And what will I sacrifice Jesus for? Yeah? So that's our challenge and our blessing for our Epiphany Feast. We look at a group of Magi from Persia who were not Jews, who were in fact, uh, what do you call those, polytheists. But they saw something and they let God speak to them. And nothing was going to stop them from sacrificing to worship God. What will I sacrifice for Jesus? To worship him. And what do I sacrifice Jesus for? What do I think is more important? Or what do I act like is more important? Tough questions. Challenging day. But a blessed day. Because every day is a chance to start over again. Isn't that awesome? And on one level, it's a super easy homily to give because I don't know if you noticed, you're all in church this morning, yeah? I remember when I was a kid, we have a priest who always yelled at people for not going to church, and we're like, dude, we're right here. You know, what do you, what do you want? Uh, but Jesus is worth our time. Jesus is worth our sacrifice. Let's act like it. Amen? Amen. Okay.